0: Supply chain security, it's been a concern of Congress and successive administrations. Now a Trump White House executive order on communications supply chain security, which seemed aimed at a controversial Chinese telecom equipment manufacturer, is causing some in industry to say, let's stop and think about this. Joining me with reaction from his member companies, the president and CEO of the Information Technology Industry Council, Jason Oxman. Mr. Oxman, good to have you on.
1: Well, thanks so much for the opportunity to be here.
0: And supply chain security writ large has been a big concern for a couple of administrations and throughout the government. This one executive order on communications aimed at Huawei, we presume. What is the issue? What, what is troubling about that to industry?
1: Well, I think it's important to note that from the tech industry's perspective, a trusted, secure, and reliable global supply chain is incredibly important. So we certainly support the administration's efforts, and uh, we know that the administration is using a fact-based and evidence-based process to make sure that we only focus on those companies that pose a risk to the supply chain. Our concern is where the executive order itself gets a little bit broader than that. Uh, That's where we want to make sure that we We uh, offer our input uh, as an industry uh, to make sure that we stay focused on national security issues and don't go more broad than that in interrupting the very effective global supply chain that supports innovation.
0: So what would you urge the administration to change about the order, or what is it you hope they will do?
1: Well, there are two issues here that I think uh, are important uh, to separate. One is uh, the administration added Huawei, as you noted, uh, to a, a, an entities list, a list that uh, prevents U.S. companies from doing business with Huawei, prevents Huawei from doing business with the U.S., and the stated purpose there is to prevent any threat or risk to our uh, national security. Uh, That is obviously within the administration's purview. Uh, We support their actions to protect national security. What the executive order uh, that came out last week also uh, looks at is a broader rulemaking proceeding that the Department of Commerce will engage in. uh, And that's where we want to make sure we have the opportunity to work with the administration uh, to make sure that as we look to protect the global supply chain, that we're not interfering with the ability of of U.S. companies to do business around the world. Uh, We have a global supply chain, and we want to make sure that uh, innovation is protected as part of that.
0: Because in the case of Huawei, I mean, it, it's hard to know, I guess, with certainty that they do build backdoors or some kind of spyware into their telecommunications hardware and the software that runs under it. Because other than that, their equipment is good and it works, and a lot of companies have built it into their networks
1: already yeah Huawei has a global presence and the findings uh, of the administration about uh, the way in which Huawei does business and how that impacts uh, the supply chain here in the US you know that's based on national security concerns and and the US government should be uh, permitted it is their purview uh, to make decisions uh, that impact national security um, as any country around the world uh, could do Um, the executive order that you referenced before though uh, is separate from the administration's actions against Huawei. The executive order is not specifically directed at Huawei. In fact, the text of the executive order is very broad. It doesn't mention any specific country or any specific company. Uh, And it also covers all uh, ICT products and services. Uh, It could impact uh, commercial transactions uh, involving entities uh, around the world. So that's the rulemaking proceeding that commerce is going to do. Uh, they have 150 days to do that rulemaking proceeding. Obviously, our hope is that they'll gather input from elsewhere in the government and from industry, and we'll have an opportunity to uh, to participate in that process.
0: We're speaking with Jason Oxman, president and CEO of the Information Technology Industry Council. So it sounds like your concern is that the rulemaking could get kind of too broad or too wide. And so many of the companies that might be trusted uh, could get sucked up into something that should have only concerned a small number of companies.
1: I think that's right. You know, our, our goal is to help uh, the administration craft the rules in a way uh, that narrows the scope uh, we want to make sure that all companies, technology companies here in the U.S. and around the world, uh, have the certainty they need, uh, have guidance that they need uh, to implement any measures that are adopted by the administration. Again, because the executive order really starts a process, uh, it, it, it is an opportunity i think for the administration to um, focus on maintaining a global supply chain uh, making sure that u.s companies uh, can compete around the world um, that we don't see any retaliatory measures taken by other countries against u.s companies Um, that's really what we're going to be focused on in this
0: because we also had the incident with kaspersky labs where the government banned those products from federal networks But this supply chain issue in dealing with companies like Huawei is industry-wide or or economy-wide, really. There's the implication that the federal supply chain for the federal government itself and the contractors and larger economy supply chain are starting to have some convergence of cyber concerns.
1: I think that's a very important issue that you raise. There are there are two uh, separate discussions that take place as part of this. Uh, one is the government itself. And obviously, the United States government is a huge purchaser of technology. Uh, and um, their infrastructure investments across technology uh, are obviously very important to the operation of government. And uh, as you note, the government uh, needs to make sure that its own infrastructure is secure. Uh, and you made reference to uh Russia and Kaspersky. Um, That's an important uh, element of the government protecting its own infrastructure. And then the second part, of course, is uh, companies, uh, private sector investments in infrastructure. Companies obviously do business with each other. Um, We have a lot of ITI member companies that sell components into other member companies' products and services. Uh, Those companies uh, offer services around the world, sell their products around the world, uh, and that supply chain needs to be secure as well. Um, So. You're absolutely right. Those are two very important elements, and uh, we're committed to uh, participating in the process on both government and private sector supply chain.
0: Yeah, because as the government buys a product, say, from a large contractor that in turn has maybe thousands in some cases of Contractors in its supply chain leading up to the final product that's delivered, like an aircraft carrier, 10,000 suppliers. If Kaspersky, say, just to make an example, is banned from the government network, if it's on one of the supply chain networks, then in a sense, the government, from its point of view, means that it's essentially on the government network because of the data exchange between contractors. And government
1: that 's a very interesting way of of looking at it uh, and, and again it's it 's important to think of the government in, in that case as a purchaser of technology and of course the government has a very strong interest in making sure that its infrastructure, that the supply chain, as you noted, that goes into their products is secure. And so the national security interests uh, that the government looks out for in its own infrastructure purchase are obviously vitally important to the operation of the U.S. government, uh, and we should support that.
0: Jason Oxman is president and CEO of the Information Technology Industry Council. We'll post a link to more information and to this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash federaldrive. Subscribe to The Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.